This is A Penny and a Peswa. I'm your host, Ursula. Welcome back to episode 5, season 1 of A Penny and a Peswa. I am your host, Ursula, and we are at the halfway mark for season 1, and I am so excited. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and for showing all the love. Keep on listening, keep on sharing, keep on motivating me, giving me feedback. And let's grow this family that we have here, which we still haven't found a name for. So over the course of the week, I posted my first video on IGTV. Um, IGTV is something I've been wanting to do for a long time because I was thinking more, uh, I, I was thinking that getting into video format for content is something i've never really done before usually um either behind the camera or behind the computer editing the video so i decided to get in front of the camera and do a video for the first time and it was actually fun what i was very i'm I, i'm still very uncomfortable because i was really stepping out of my comfort zone but Hopefully in the end the results are good. So far it's looking good. So I might do another one. We'll see. We'll see. But anyways, let's get straight into this episode. So for today's episode, we're gonna be discussing I'm gonna be telling you guys about some of my boarding school nightmares. And I have done a blog post on this in the past, but the whole point of doing this video is to really like dive into some of the issues I notice with female boarding schools in Ghana. So I recently discovered that the reasons behind me being being miserable in boarding school was not because I don't like change or the environment was uncomfortable because you know you can always adjust and as a human being you have to teach yourself how to adjust to certain situations but I realized that the reason why I didn't like boarding schools because they're basically trying to raise us to be wives and it's not that I don't want to be a wife in the future I mean I do but like that's not a priority right now (laughs) I'm young (laughs) and also I didn't go to school to learn how to be a wife I went to school to get an education so what are you doing (laughs) but yeah let me just give you a little you know background about my whole secondary school life and experience so 
For those of you who don't know, I went to St. Rose's Senior High School in Akwetia, Eastern Region, Ghana. Shout out to all my irisals out there. Oh, nostalgia. But yeah, and just just a disclaimer before we get into the ep- to into the nitty gritty of the episode. This is not to throw shade on St. Rose's or like the whole boarding school system in general is just to like call out some major problems in the system that affects us in the long run. So yeah, I went to St. Rosa Senior High School, Nakwitia. Is it diamond or gold? I don't know. It's a mining town. But um I didn't want to go to St. Rose's. I wanted to go to Gehe. <laughs> but I didn't get to Gehe. But I got roses and I feel like roses is equally as good as Gehe. I mean it is so you know i went there and yeah i lived my life but some of the things i was involved in when i was in school i was in afs i am still a loyal AFSer. gunsa is in the gutter gunsa can go to the gutter i don't care funny enough when i was in um junior high school and elementary school in the u.s i used to be like in the u.n club but then like i got to secondary school i was like afs ooh yes but anyways i was in afs um i became the afs president in my senior year um what else did i do i didn't do anything else (laughs) i was just in afs and i was just a normal student living my life because i could not come and be a prefect or anything else like that um some highlights for me of my entire boarding school experience was one some of my teachers (laughs) some of my teachers were really great like Kay Bright my science teacher I miss him I love him and he was just uh I mean I hated science in high school but he made it bearable he really made it bearable because he was funny and yeah that's all I like oh and I loved my literature teacher Madama Baseka you an OG you're a real one you are a real one and my French teacher uh Madame Sichofe all those teachers shout out to you because your girl is now studying French and a little bit of literature I ain't doing no science right now but but it comes in handy once in a while um but yeah and then apart from like the academic side i think the next best thing for me was like having school mothers and school daughters Ugh, i had so many school daughters well i didn't have so many i had three the normal thing is to have one but i ended up having so <laughs> one was passed on to me <laughs> one school daughter was passed on to me one school daughter i made I like made her my school daughter and you like usually don't take school daughters when like the year right after you but I did I had two daughter school daughters who were in the year right after mine and then I had a school daughter who was in first year when I was in third year so yeah shout out to my school daughters I love you guys and then my school mothers oh my gosh I had so much drama when it came to school mothers I had so when I got to school the school prefect went to my high school my GHS and her like best friend also went to my GHS and they had already planned out that anyone who had come from our school would end up being um our 
they had already chosen their school daughters and stuff because they knew us already. So me to being the person I am, I like everybody. <laughs> so when I got there, there was this prefect who like my mom liked. So she wanted to be my school mother. And there was this other girl. She was a prefect, but she was a PSOD, a permanent student on duty. And they were like informal prefects. They were like the radical form of prefects. But like she wanted to be, she came down there. She was like, you are my school daughter. I was scared. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I also had um my original school mother who ended up being my school mother anyways. And then she passed me on to um people in the year group right ahead of me and that's how i got my second school mother and that also became a drama because there were like three oh yeah there were like three other people four <laughs> there were four other people who so two of them i wanted to be their school daughters one of them wanted to be my school mother and then the one who actually ended up being my school mother i didn't really know her but i was like past on to her and like now she's like my ride or die and i love her so much but anyways enough about my high school family tree let's talk about the things that made me really really sad i like i said earlier i was always miserable and i literally cried to the last day i left the school i mean the day that we were finishing we were leaving the school leaving the school the day that we were finishing and we were leaving the school I was so happy. I was, I was so happy. Like, I was so happy. Like, I don't like change. I really don't like change. But this change, dear, I was so happy I was leaving that school, eh? Hey. <laughs> Up to now, I don't think I could even, words cannot express how happy I was the day I was leaving that school. I didn't cry one tear. Not one tear. I was like, why you cry? I'll see you in the outside world, please. We're more free in the outside world than we are in school anyway. So like, ugh. But um, I remember the first day of my last semester. Um, My dad usually takes me to the station, puts me in a car and takes me away. He was like, oh, and my dad, oh, oh gee. He will follow me and stand next to me until the car is full. But anyways, um, we're like waiting for the bus to get full, the trotro to get full or whatever. And then he was like, "Yeah, you're finally graduating now. You don't have to cry anymore." Cause I always call him crying. And then he will literally like <laughs> send me all the money. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want your money now, dear. I need that money. <laughs> I wish tears could work like that now, but not anymore. But yeah, um, I he was like, oh yeah, you're finally graduating. You don't have to cry anymore. You're going to be done. And then I just started bawling. <laughs> it's like, why are you crying? I was like, I can't believe I have spent one more semester in this school. So the whole point of that antidote was that even up until the last day when I knew I was free, I was like at the home stretch. I was still crying the reason why i did not like my boarding school experience at all is because i felt like we were suppressed and maybe we were not suppressed to the extent where i had to be like miserable and when i sound miserable it's not like i was like depressed or like really sad 24 7 but then like I was just not like happy like you know when you're 
you're not happy in a place but it's not like you're like really really sad because i knew i was there to get my education but then like some things just seemed unnecessary to me and yeah like i felt suppressed there are some things they did to us that made they did to us or they made us do that i think contributed to this feeling one of them was making us cut our hair till we were bald like right now if you see my hair you like i cannot explain like three years ago is it three years ago i graduated yeah three years ago i was bald <laughs> literally like i am talking about no um what's it called big chop i was bald like bald like no hair on my head you could see the shape of my big head bald and they would do that to us they would make us cut our hair before we come into school and then in my school in the middle of the in ah <laughs> in my school in the middle of the semester they would make you cut your hair again so we'd cut our hair twice within like a three month period and the thing is that like your hair only grows an inch a month so if you cut your hair bald and let's say we go to school in we go to school in september huh or we go to school in august we go to school in august so let's say you go to school in august you cut your hair and then your hair grows an inch in october then in november or like the beginning of december you're cutting your hair again so like my hair did not grow because it was always being cut like i don't remember my hair growing past five inches when i was in school i think in my senior year they made us cut our hair too like right before we wrote our final exams we cut our hair again so when i came home i was basically bald and this is something that is done in a lot of boarding schools and we can talk about like cutting up the hair in a whole different episode because i think especially for girls that's a very big thing for us because everybody's different and you know we'll just save that for another episode but they made us cut our hair solo in my school um because it was a roman catholic school and because they wanted everyone to be equal they made us wear they made us wear these jerusalem sandals (laughs) they made us wear these sandals that were like I don't did they just call them actually I don't remember what the sandals were called, but if you go to boarding school in Ghana, if you went to boarding school or you go to boarding school in Ghana, you know the sandals I'm talking about. So we used to wear those sandals and then blacks like our everything was uniformed. Everybody had to have the same thing because they're trying to promote, you know, people not being jealous of others, blah blah blah. And um yeah, like those type of things we you are supposed to be very simple in school i would say so that's that um and then some things they spoke about i feel like the things they did even though they were standard protocol when it came to like personal things like maybe wearing earrings or um i don't know just like 
things that came to like how you keep yourself like oh makeup lip gloss and all those things they were very strict about that like i remember one time one of my friends like she had this lip balm that was like it was cute it was shiny and then someone some teacher somewhere told her that she's trying to be a prostitute and attract the male teachers what the girl's trying to moisturize her lips sis. okay she's only 15 16 ain't nobody looking at these old men maybe some people were but she in particular she was not and it was just very like like what like even our school uniform they would give us like the ugliest looking school uniforms and my mother made sure all my school uniforms looked salesy on me because (laughs) from a young age my mom has always taught me how to dress to fit my body but then like she hated that shit so she would make my uniforms look nice i'm not like they're so tight that i can't move but then should also make them look nice on because the uniforms were ugly anyways so um those are the type of things they would do to us like some type of brainwashing when it comes to like our personal hygiene and how we keep ourselves and stuff and then when you look at the things they used to say to us like i remember one time if you are an irso and you and you're listening to this and you remember this please let me see your shouting (laughs) but one time the headmistress came to assembly i don't really remember if it was someone got pregnant or i really don't remember like but she came to assembly she was like talking about pregnancy and she was like yeah and pregnancy has done ding 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 she was like i think someone got pregnant and she's saying that at this age we shouldn't even be having sex and why are we having sex and you're a you're a bad girl if you're having hey this woman was like going on and on about sex and i was like come to think of it we were in a school with about 800 girls 72 60 to 70% of our prof- our teachers are female the other percentage is male all the teachers who live on campus are female the school is walled we're in the middle of a forest if you run away you could get bitten by a snake if you go through the front gates the taxi driver will bring you back to the school because it was such a small town that if you're running away without a slip or without like a guardian they would know that you're running away and they would bring you back so the sex why are we going to have it (laughs) you people don't allow boys to come to the school you don't allow us to go outside unless we are cadets so the boys the sex where is it going to happen where's it going to happen she's really emphasizing on like sex with men and i was like ah so anyways (laughs) um yes that same day well it wasn't that same day but i remember i know my memory serves me very poorly a lot of the time but i remember several times where she had come to stand up there telling us that we must do good things so that we can be good wives in the future every single like they always 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 used to emphasize on the fact that we had to be good wives and i know i remember that some people would come back from 
vacation and then come and gossip about other people who went home and they did their hair and other people who went home and they went to this event and they were with this boy and they were doing this this and that that and it's like but we are girls and they'll be like yeah this girl Ashawo, should not get a husband and all she's do all she does and all she's doing is chasing boys and like all those things and i swear you could be walking you could be walking and then like i remember one time i was walking and like the bottom of my slipper had like fallen off so i was actually walking over to the shoe repair man to like repair the bottom of my slipper and those were the only pair i had so i was like walking the thing was like dragging on the ground and then one senior was like do we call them seniors or we call them big sisters i remember <laughs> but one senior was like hey my dear <laughs> why are you dragging your feet like that you don't get a husband oh i looked at her and i was like oh yeah we called them sisters i was like sister please my sister is spoiled and i don't have another pair so i'm taking it to repair right now and she's like oh, okay and it's like that's not the only time like you'll be sweeping and someone will be like the way you sweep you not get husband the way you walk you not get husband hey the way you like shouting there you not get a husband like teachers mostly female teachers um the headmistress your own seniors classmates would be making noise about how your behavior will not allow you to get a husband and like they were so concerned about us getting husbands so concerned to the extent that i feel like they started to concentrate less on the academic side of school and start concentrating more on how we would carry ourselves and stuff i remember our i would say the only person in the school and i think my class was lucky because we were also we also did crs christian religious studies is that what it is but the only person in the school who was not preaching to us about being good wise was as- actually the school chaplain who was a Roman priest. Father Michael, shout out to you. But Father Michael, I personally, he taught us RME. He taught my class. He taught my class twice. He taught my class two different classes. <laughs> <laughs> and he taught us RME, religious and moral education, and Christian religious studies. And in religious and moral education, he used to teach us about being like virtuous. And basically, he used to like teach us how to be like women who love ourselves and who were like religious and like he concentrated more on us building ourselves as women for ourselves and for our future purposes and not for some man somewhere (laughs) and i really appreciated that because i think my entire life in school before college the only men who actually taught us how taught me as a woman how to be like a woman and how to like navigate the life of being a woman who does not lose her respect to a man is father michael and my PE teacher from sap school jhs mr izanga and mr mani mr mani was my french teacher but i'm not saying that my in my jhs they were teaching us how to be wives no not at all my jhs did, did the exact opposite of that but 
let like the point is father michael was the only person in the entire school who actually taught us about how to like build upon ourselves and for for ourselves and not for like marriage and it's very awkward because first of all if anything you would think that a whole priest would be the one who be teach, preaching to you about marriage you think that a priest would be the one preaching to you about do this do that so that you can get married strangest thing for me is that most of these women who were i will say before i get into the next point that the one female teacher I'm not saying all our all of our teachers spoke about being a good wife and all, but the ones who did were plenty. And the one who didn't was actually my literature teacher and homeroom teacher, Madame Abasika. Cause she also was she also wasn't married as well. But she used to be like, Don't go to university and cook for any boy. Your men are this and that. And she used to tell us that, my dear, if you go out there, you say you're doing everything for marriage, then like <laughs> you are going to end up in the gutter. <laughs> but no, what I was saying was was that the funny thing is that most of the teachers who would be like, Oh, do this for marriage, do that for marriage, were the teachers who like, excuse me, where's your husband? Where is your husband? Where is your husband? Someone where is your husband? <laughs> you don't have an husband and you are telling me I should prepare myself for my husband. I'm only sixteen. And I ask one more time, where is your husband? Question mark. And up to now, I don't even know of any of them who have gotten married. I just don't care about them anymore. But it's like, you, you don't have an husband. You have come to tell me I should go and look for a husband. I'm only 16. Who cares about finding a husband at the age of 16? Teach me how, if you really want to teach me how to build myself as a woman, teach me how to communicate effectively teach me how to negotiate in a career that is male dominated don't teach me how to sweep okay because of sweeping so our, our mothers taught us how to sweep before they brought us here they didn't bring us here for you to come and teach us how to sweep they taught they brought us here for you to educate us but and like what like I don't talk to a lot of boys about their boarding school experience as well because it's really different. But speaking to my little brother who's now going into his third year, um, they don't teach boys how to be good husbands in their schools. He goes to Pope John. They don't teach them how to be good husbands. They teach them how to be leaders. So what are you trying to tell me? by concentrating on the qualities that will make me a good wife and not the qualities that would make me a better citizen of society and also the government school so that should be your main aim um but yeah it is nobody's job to teach we our parents are not paying school fees for us to go and learn how to become wives they are paying school fees for us to go and learn the nonsense syllabus you people said we need before we can go to university. They are paying school fees for us to develop survival skills we might not be able to develop 
under their care so that we can go out into the world and actually be good leaders and good citizens and me the way my father raised me the way my mother raised me they don't talk to me about do this so you can get a good other family members do but we're not talking about other family members we're talking about parents like what like i'm confused why is it that Ghanaians are so pressed about raising women to become wives instead of raising women to become leaders to become doctors lawyers and, and then like when you see women who are like chief, like a lawyer chief justice accountant banker this med- medicine doctor what else girl? anything then they'll come and say hey she's like hardcore like they paint you to be like this type of radical woman and like i'm only 21 i'm saying only but i'm 21 and my parents haven't been asking me <laughs> this question but people outside like my extended family members have been asked where's your boyfriend when are you planning to get married I'm, I'm i just started college can i finish the college first can i finish what i want to do first before you start asking me about marriage hey <laughs> like people are so pressed for women to get married and like ah, why like i really don't understand why we were not created even if you think we were created to be wives we can be way more than wives please please we can be way more than wives i like what i've realized is that society the Ghanaian society expects women to be um caretakers of the home expects them to be wives give birth and all that and it's like some of us have dreams beyond just being known as somebody's wife okay some of us really don't want to be only known as someone's wife it's not like we mind or anything but that's not the only thing we want to be known as and and this whole notion of women are supposed and now even if you meet people who are a little bit open-minded and like are more open to like oh women doing their own thing they still expect you to be a wife like how do you expect me to work a nine to five come home cook for my children or my husband i mean it's not like we can't do it because let me tell you we can't we can't do it but then also like i think it's also a whole nother episode but just like duties in the household being gendered just really briefly i grew up in a household where whether you are father you are mother you will help with the dishes you help with the laundry so i was kind of shocked to learn that like that's actually not the culture in ghana and it's quite sad that people in my generation think that i should go to work from nine o'clock to five p.m and then come home and cook for him and then do his laundry and then 
and then take care of the children and then clean the house. I'm not saying that. Before you come and cut my neck off and tell me I don't like cooking, I don't like cleaning. I'm not saying that I will not cook for my husband. Me, I love cooking, so I'll cook for my husband. And I'm not saying I won't do anything at all, but then expecting a woman to do everything, taking care of the children, you like we are human beings we are not robots and let me tell you i don't think bathing your children is a gendered rule i don't think doing laundry is a gendered rule like if you can't help your future wife dry things on the drying line if you can't help her put things in the washing machine whatever type of household you're going to live in in the future sir then it's what is your use as a human being what is your use as a human being men always claim being leaders of the household but you have to understand that to be a leader you need to learn how to serve because being a leader is technically serving people if you want to show true leadership that that's up to you but my point is in ghana we especially for this generation because we're young people the world is changing we have left the times when we have left the times when women used to not be allowed to go to school you'd not be allowed to go to work now we can go to school if you didn't know i'm telling you now that women are allowed to go to school some of us are even planning to go and get our phds i'm telling you now that women are allowed to do careers that might even be more time consuming than yours so let's unlearn that stereotype of women having to be wives and and i think it really starts from boarding school because i mean i don't know about other schools but i feel like it's something that's kind of universal maybe not as intense as my school but it is definitely something that's universal in female boarding schools all across ghana and i don't know it just needs to be it just needs to be brought to an end because it's very in my opinion very archaic it's very limiting it's very it really can destroy some people because let me tell you it took me a long time to actually like reset my mind to act like a normal human being and not always have the mindset of "Ooh, i might not get married if i do this so i might not get married if i do that so because that i even though like in my mind i was like what the hell low-key i was also brainwashed to think like that a little bit so it took me a while to like tune my mind away from that type of thinking so i'm just imagining all the people who have not been able to tune their mind from that type of thinking like that's just baseline terrible and yeah it sucks we we really need to address this issue i don't know how we can address it but if anyone has any ideas let me know anyways guys that's the end of this episode thank you so much for listening please follow me on instagram at a penny underscore and underscore a peswa for more updates on the podcast follow me on my personal instagram and twitter at you on instagram at urs underscore ula and twitter at urs underscore ula 
also please stay tuned for more unique content coming from the podcast like we're gonna do something interesting the next few weeks and you are going to be blown away blown away but yeah that's all for this episode i hope you have a blessed weekend and a blessed week two weeks until you hear from me again and until next time bye